Well, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at our website, which is DePietro.com. This portion of the program, folks, it's brought to you by Henry Oil. Make Henry Oil your oil provider this winter season. It's Henry Oil. Give them a call today since 1947. Henry Oil affordable fuel oil delivery for the people of Rhode Island. You can depend on Henry Oil. Folks, call them today. Stock up this winter season. Make Henry Oil your oil provider. Call them at 401-521-0200. 401-521-0200. Reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. Residential, commercial fuel oil delivery. It's Henry Oil. Service contracts, budget plans, Call Henry Oil today, 401-521-0200. Good afternoon to everybody tuning in. We do this, uh, the Noon Report on Facebook Live. Folks, as always, visit the website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. Don't forget, depetro.com, which is brought to you by Brood Awakenings. Stop in and see them. Great locations, uh, gift cards, uh, fresh ingredients, cozy environment. Brood Awakenings, there's one near you. Stop in, fresh food, breakfast, lunch, or into the afternoon. They have great drinks, great fruit, food. Two locations in Johnson, one in Cranston, Pontiac Avenue. Also, uh, the new Providence location, 100 Westminster, and also Bald Hill Road. Now, folks, I want to dip in right now. Kyle Rittenhouse is on the stand. He was the young man. This was last summer, the riots in Kenosha. Let's pick it up. He is on the stand in his own defense. Protesters were trying to kill Kyle Rittenhouse. I want to dip in and out, uh, especially he is on the stand saying it was self-defense. If you wanted to, chosen from any number of guns that were for sale. Fair enough. That were at that store, there weren't many, but yes. I'm sure the store in Lady Smith isn't the only store that sells guns, correct? Folks, he's doing very well. Unbelievable. Besides that one store in Lady Smith, Wisconsin. Um, I believe so, but that's where we're at, so that's where we got the gun. And you, if you wanted to, could have given Dominic Black money to purchase a gun at other locations. Fair? Did it cross my mind, but now that you say it, yeah. Why did you pick or want Dominic Black to buy for you an AR-15 as opposed to a pistol or a shotgun or some other type of rifle? I cannot legally possess or carry a pistol because I'm not 18 in Wisconsin. I, I, I believe it's 18 in Wisconsin for a pistol. Um, but with the walk, with the rifle, I knew I, knew I could Folks, this possess is that cross rifle. Examination. I knew I could buy it, but I knew I could like take it to like the shooting range or possess it. Um, and with shotguns, they didn't have any shotguns in stock. That was my original plan to get a shotgun for trap shooting. But there weren't any at that lady that's Lady Smith store, and I didn't want to go to Walmart and buy one. So your understanding at that time was that Wisconsin law prohibited you as oh, a 17-year-old from possessing on the stand, but you could have an defense AR-15? On this Wednesday, yes. what was that understanding based the on? Prosecutors for the uh, prosecutors. understanding was based on. It was very uh, emotional. When we would go up north, uh, 
we were, it was me, Dominic, and my sister, and we were allowed to carry the rifles around, and the officers over there said it was fine. Um, I'm going to move to strike as hearsay, what officers what would have told me. You asked a question on what the, what the person's knowledge was. It's not admissible, and none of this is, frankly, and that's why I interrupted before. Um, what the what the defendant believes the law to be, what the district attorney believes uh, believes the law to be, what uh, the defense believes the law to be, are irrelevant. I will tell you when I instruct you what the law of Wisconsin is pertaining to the possession of a firearm by a person under 18, uh, and that'll be the source of your knowledge. I'm allowing the testimony right now because it bears on. There's an old maxim under the law of ignorantia juris non excusa. Ignorance of the, of the law is not an excuse. Ignorance of the criminal law is not an excuse. If you commit a, wrong, a, a criminal act, whether you knew it was criminal or not, you're responsible for your conduct. And, and because you're responsible to know the law. It's not relevant except in this case there are specific issues about his awareness and knowledge about certain conduct that is relevant on some issues. So it's quite complicated. Uh, hopefully it'll sort out when I instruct you at the end. But that's why I'm allowing the questions and the answers. But do not be confused about what, anything that these people say is not necessarily Folks, this accurate. this is the judge in the case. Wisconsin law. Any question about that? Kyle Wittenhouse on trial, so self-defense. The reason that you wanted Dominic to buy you an AR-15 as opposed to a pistol is, is the only reason was because you felt you couldn't lawfully possess a pistol? Correct. You didn't pick out the AR-15 for any other reason? I thought it looked cool, um, but no. You didn't pick it out because you wanted to go hunting with it, I understand. No. You didn't pick it out because you were going to um, use it to protect your house, correct? Correct. You picked it out because it looked cool. I thought it looked cool. That's the reason, yes. It resembled the types of weapons that are used in first-person shooter video games, correct? I don't really play first-person shooter video games. I have, but I believe there's a variety of guns, including shotguns, pistols. And there's guns in video games that resemble Very composed guns. on the Isn't stage. it true when you would hang out at, with Dominic Black, you'd play Call of Duty and other first-person shooter video games? Sometimes. And those are games in which you use weapons like AR-15s to pretty much shoot anybody who comes at you, correct? It's a video game where two players are playing together. I don't really understand the meaning of your question, to be honest. Isn't one of the things people do in these video games try and kill everyone else with your guns? Yeah, the video game is just a video game. It's not real life. Now, you introduced yourself as living in Walworth County right this now. This is Kyle yes. on the stand. On the date that this all happened, He's you were an Illinois resident? By You had grown up in Illinois? Correct. You had not spent any 
significant time living here in Wisconsin, correct? No. You'd agree with me that's correct? No, I, I spent time at my father's house and partially live here also, so no, that's not correct. You indicated you had attended, was it Penn Foster High School? Yes. That's an online high school? Correct. So you were not attending high school in person? No. And at the time that all of the things in this case were happening, from the time the AR-15 was purchased to the night of August 25th, you were 17 years old that entire time, correct? Correct. Can we have exhibit number seven up, please? Again, this is Kyle Rittenhouse on the stand. He's been cross-examined by prosecutors. He did very well with his own defense team. He was the young man, 17 years old, attacked by two members of Antifa, Kenosha, Wisconsin. In the aftermath of the riots after Jacob Blake was shot and killed, Kyle was just trying to defend himself. They were trying to kill him. He is on trial right now and on the witness stand. And holding up prosecutors, he never should have been charged. This was a self-defense case, seven but he has done very well. That? Yes, that's right. He's now 18 years old. That was a TikTok account that you had during the summer of 2020, correct? Yes. And it says your name on there, Kyle? Yes. Your username on TikTok was four doors more whores? We were issued shirts 
and our fire cadet member, um, we would help with the pancake breakfast at the BFWs, and we would wear Antioch Fire Department staff shirts. I still have one in my closet. And maybe I didn't express myself clearly. You were not a member of the Antioch Fire Department, correct? I was a member of the cadet program, which was through the fire department. So you go out fight fires? We can go on ride-alongs, but we can't go into burning buildings for liability reasons. You'd go out there and you'd save people from burning buildings? Not me personally. Because as a cadet, they would never let you anywhere near that, right? They wouldn't let any of the cadets go into an actual live fire. At the end of whatever this program is, you weren't actually going to be an official firefighter, were you? No, it's to help prepare you for the firefighter academy, firefighter EMT academy. And you weren't going to be an EMT at the end of this program either, were you? No. You know that to be an EMT, you have to be 18 and a high school graduate, correct? Uh, depending on the state in Illinois, you can take a class at the college. 16 and you can have your EMT license by the age of 17. I wasn't in that class, but in Illinois you can. You never did any of that? No, I was online school. The night of August 25th, you're here in Kenosha, Wisconsin, saying you're an EMT, correct? Yes. That was a lie? Yes. You were also telling people you were 18 or 19 years old. That was a lie too, right? No, I didn't tell anybody my age that night. You never volunteered it at all, did you? I didn't. Because you knew as a 17-year-old you shouldn't have been there, right? No, I just didn't find it relevant to give my name. Well, I gave my name, but my age to anybody. It just not, it wasn't something that came up in conversation. It's because you felt if people found out how old you were, they'd realize you shouldn't have been there, right? No, it just because it didn't come up in conversation. If somebody would have asked, I would have been like, yeah, I'm 17. So you felt that as a 17-year-old, it was appropriate for you to be out on the streets of Kenosha with an AR-15 that night, fair? I believe I had any other rights to be there as anybody else. As any other adult? As anybody. But you weren't an adult? No. Again, this is cross-examination. You were working at the Recplex and Kyle had been working at the Y before that. Is that right? Yes. That was a YMCA down in Illinois, correct? Correct. And you had gotten furloughed there when COVID hit in March? Yes. And you had only started working at the Recplex on August 14th, correct? Um, I believe I got hired before that, but I was on vacation on August 14th, so I couldn't, I was on vacation, so I couldn't start until August 14th. Your first time working at the Recplex was on August 14th, correct? I believe that was my first day. And then you worked the week after that from August 17th to August 23rd, correct? I believe so, uh, to August 24th I worked. And then your final shift was on uh, August 24th, correct? Yes. You worked a total of 41 and a half hours at the Recplex, correct? That's the number you got. And you were a lifeguard? Yes. You were walking around their swim area with one of those red, long, life-saving things, monitoring the pool? Correct. Yes. Okay. So that was the, at the indoor pool at the Recplex? It was at the indoor, it was at the, I don't know if you're familiar with the Recplex. Um, I guarded the water park area and the competition pool. So they've got a three-person shifts. 
we would rotate out watching the different areas of ourselves. You indicated that at no time did this gun, this AR-15, ever leave the state of Wisconsin. Is that right? Other than the night after, other than that. Before the shootings. Correct. There was a time, though, where you wanted to have it with you down in Illinois, isn't it? It wasn't there? Um, I believe there was a time when I was, me and Dominic were mad at each other. Um, yeah. You were mad at Dominic? Me and Dominic were mad over something. And you wanted to have the gun with you? All right, folks, I'm just going to take a break to dip out of this again. Good afternoon, one and all. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Thank you for everyone also tuning in on uh, Facebook Live. Again, it is Kyle Rittenhouse, the young man. <clears throat> um, I don't know how long this is going to go on. And, you know, the pro- this is, you know, it's sad. And by the way, folks, right now in 1223 on this Wednesday, this portion of the program is brought to you by R.E. Coogan and Heating. It's Cougs. Call them today, 401 401- 732-6562-401-732-6562. Remember, 24-hour emergency service, gas boiler, uh, uh, gas boiler, oil burner, hot water heater, as I found out. Uh, I tell the story, it was just about a month ago, boom, all of a sudden on a Sunday, our hot water heater kicked. We had it for, I don't know, 10 years, 11 years maybe, and suddenly it just gave out. So what did I do? Did I panic? No. Did I try to fix it? Don't be silly. No, I called Coogan Heating, 401-732-6562. Plumbing, heating, cooling. And they have been going nuts because it's not your imagination. It did get colder this year earlier than, than normal, so they've been out getting emergency services for people. They're the best. Give them a call, 401-732-6562. Look for them on Facebook, and then the website is recooganheating.com. So, folks, we'll dip in and out. Um, this is the young man, Kyle Rittenhouse. If you look at the two people, they were, they were going to kill him. This was self-defense. They were yelling, kill him. They were going to kill him. Uh, except he had, as you heard, an AR-15, and he shot three people. He killed two. And the, I would say so far, what has been very clear about this Kyle Rittenhouse trial, <clears throat> and tomorrow we will, you'll hear from our legal expert, Attorney Tim Dodd, is I don't think he ever should have been charged in the first place. You know, notice also the questioning. So you thought that you had a right to be out there. Well, who had a right to be out there? He had just as much right as those protesters. And the two dirtbags that were trying to kill him, the, these people, if anything... You know, not exactly uh, pillars of the community. One of them had um, sexually assaulted some of the children of, he would, this one guy would date. Uh, I just want to answer, how do you think? He, excellent. Calm and measured. That's what I think. He is doing fantastic on the stand. He is 18 years old. You know why he's doing And by the way, he got very, very emotional. Kyle got very, very emotional. Uh, But this whole business of, you know, you fired four shots, you intended to kill him. I didn't intend to kill him. I intended to stop the person who was attacking me, trying to steal my gun. Um, So, I mean, he, he he has been through a lot. And it was very emotional. He never should have been... Charged, Folks, if Kyle Rittenhouse is found guilty, 
he would be, you know, life in prison. And for an 18-year-old kid to be up on the stand defending himself in this manner. And it was very, very emotional when he broke down. So, of course, like, you know, he was surrounded. He, they were yelling they were going to kill him. I can tell you, as someone, as many of you know, that covered many of the protests, I will tell you it is. And what he was going through was absolutely terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. So, no, he, um, this whole business of, you know, you wanted that weapon because it's like a video game. Like, the, boy, and I can't believe these are the prosecutors going through this. But the judge has admonished the prosecution several times and saying, I don't know, I don't want to have to keep coming back to this. So the judge in the case has been terrific, but the prosecution, Kyle Rittenhouse, should not even be on trial right now. It was self-defense. Folks, look at everything that happened from a year ago to now. And I also do want to address the PC thing. You know, Monday night, when the word started to spread about what someone had written in frost on a car. It started Monday night on social media, and I received email from, you know, the far left, the people that are like uh, progressives, BLM members, and so forth, because, and I just want to clarify, at 1227, this is important, I started getting messages or email and different social media stuff of, oh, look what some of your followers did. Because they was being reported that a member of the PC Fryer basketball team, who happens to be black, someone wrote the N-word in frost on his car. And by the way, a bunch of cars. So different, oh, look at there, there you go. And then people were posting, yeah, PC, Providence College, obviously has some right-wing, white uh extremists, white supremacists in their midst. They have Trump supporters. They have Republicans that are now writing this and they need to be prosecuted, blah, blah, blah. And today is Wednesday. Yesterday is when the whole thing fell apart because when they released video surveillance, you can see the people that are writing the N-word in Frost on the Car are clearly African-American. And most likely probably live in and around off the campus near Chad Brown and they were the ones that were doing it and they probably had no idea I I would I think it's it's fair to guess they had no idea whose car they were writing on it happened to be that of they could have written it on a white person's car they could have written it on an Asian person's car they happened to write it on the vehicle of a car owned uh, apparently the vehicle of, of one of the Providence College players so in the end, was it, but, but here's the other thing, and I'm going to ask this to our legal expert, Tim Todd. If you have a young black kid, let's just say he's 17 years old, and he lives in Chad Brown, lives over to the PC campus, and he, he's black, and he goes over to the PC, and he writes in Frost, the N-word, on the car. Is that really a hate crime? <clears throat> can, in meaning, can a hate crime be committed by a young black youth? And the college was still saying, we're going to find who did this. This is, you know, not allowed. But now, I just don't understand where they're going with this, right? As far as if, 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 if someone who's Asian is attacked and then they find the person who attacked them and they're Asian, 
is that really a, an Asian hate crime? And in this particular case, Ken, <clears throat> what happened at PC, it almost seems as if the media, certain members, um, certain members of the community, if you will, activists and Providence College, they're more upset about it than, <clears throat> than that. I, I just want to see if they catch the kids from, look looks like from the neighborhood. Because um, they're on foot and they look young and they're walking around and they they don't look like they have a car. And that's normally who would be on foot would be a bunch of high school kids. Uh, and it's a Saturday night and then they're walking around and staying out late and just looking for almost like for something to do. But is that really a hate crime? If one of the black kids from Chad Brown wrote the N-word on a car and Providence College wants to charge him with a hate crime, who who is the hate crime I just don't think it makes sense. But here's what we know. If you look at the surveillance video, number one, they don't look right wing. Number two, they don't look like they're white supremacists. I haven't heard that members of the black community can be white supremacists. I don't know if they're racist. And I don't know what the intent was in doing that. Right. But Providence College has this problem where they immediately make you know, talk about they make a mountain out of a molehill and they go to the ninth gear and we're going to find this is unacceptable. And, the you know, counseling is going to be made available and all this other stuff. And as I said, even Coach Cooley was saying, you know, the player is upset and he's almost wounded by it and blah, blah, blah. And shouldn't it matter? Who are they going to charge with the hate crime? The 16-year-old black kid that lives in Chad Brown, 17-year-old, whatever, you're charging them for writing the N-word on a car in the frost. I don't know what else they wrote. Maybe they wrote blank you. Maybe they wrote whatever. But I want to see that case. That case, I want to see, and we'll see if the attorney general is going to charge, and you can probably easily tell who the, the student, I mean, their faces in some of the pictures aren't covered. They look like a group of kids. I'm sure someone knows who they are. But I want to see where these juveniles, and I'll bet they're even under 18, are going to be charged with a hate crime. Boy, that would be interesting. A young black uh, boy, young man from Providence is charged with a hate crime for writing the N-word on some cars at PC. That I want to see. So, as I said, uh, you know, I watched Dave Chappelle on Netflix. He uses the N-word like every two minutes. It's, it's just, it's spattered and it's within his regular conversational tone as he's describing something. So, you know, Providence College has this problem in certain people that live around there. You know, I'll give them that. It's not just them. The council person, Kat Kerwin, she was the one of the people that was saying that they, the, the, the kids of PC back, if you remember, May of 2020, that they were racist for having, they stood on the sidewalk, their parents rode around, they did like a little car parade and honked their horns to celebrate that they were graduating because there was no graduation because of COVID. And Kat Kerwin said, you know, these kids are actually racist because they're you know, going after the, um, <clears throat> they're, they're spreading the, the germs and the disease in this way. Now, I want to dip back in because I think the judge is really reading the riot act to 
the uh, prosecutors here. I didn't admit it in this case because to me, what I've heard in this trial, and by the way, Mr. Richards absolutely correctly points out that just hours ago, I said I had heard nothing in this trial to change any of my rulings. So why? Testimony, Your Honor. Pardon me? That was before the no, testimony. Don't get brazen with me. Uh, uh, you knew very well. You know very well that an attorney can't go into these types of areas when the judge has already ruled without asking outside the presence of the jury to do so. So don't give me that. That's number one. Wow. Number two, this is propensity evidence. I said at the time that I made my ruling, and I'll repeat again now for you, I see no similarity between talking about wishing you had your AR gun, which you don't have, so that you could take fire rounds at these uh, thought-to-be shoplifters. And the incidents in these cases, which are not... There's nothing in your case that suggests the defendant was lying in wait to shoot at somebody or reflecting upon the shooting for a vast amount of time. Every one of the incidents involves uh, matters that involve seconds in time. So I don't, I comment at the time, I don't see the similarity, and I don't see the similarity now. If it's not similar, that's, that's the whole rule. Those are all the exceptions to 90404. Check the authorities. We more on evidence. Judge Weinstein, Colonel McCormick. It's the, the prior act has to bear the signature of the accused, or it has to be so similar as to suggest it's a common plan or something like that. You have an incident where he's making comments about some alleged shoplifters versus crimes that involve instantaneous actions, whether premeditated murder or whether self-defense. That's for the jury to decide. But I don't see the similarity. I said it couldn't come in, and it isn't coming in. No matter what you think. Number two. Wow. I, I have to be concerned. This judge is that fantastic. With what Mr. Richards has said about the the, the progress of the trial, and and um, when when you were way well, I said you were over the line in that. Close to or over the line on commenting on the defendant's pretrial silence, which is a well-known rule. I, I, I'm astonished that that would have been an issue. Wow. So I don't want to have another issue as long as this case continues. Is that clear? It is. Thank you. Pass the jury. Come back in, please. Wow. All right, folks, we're going to uh, revisit some of that. Again, that is the judge in the Kyle Rittenhouse case. And you could hear him really reading the riot act. Now, this is the same judge. Now, good afternoon at 1237. It's John DePietro. This is the same judge that said, listen, in this trial, these people, these men that he shot, they will not be referred to as victims. They will refer to what they are, rioters and looters not victims. And I loved how he said premeditated. These are split second. People are going for his gun. Kyle Rittenhouse should absolutely be vindicated and found not guilty. He never should have been brought up in the first place. <clears throat> they were trying to kill him. It was terrifying. And he did society a favor, by the way, with the two dirtbags 
that he did have to shoot and kill because they were going to kill him. One of them hit him in the neck with his skateboard. The other one was going for his gun. One of the guys he arrested was an Antifa pedophile. I have no sympathy for this crowd. He's a, he was a 17-year-old kid. So, God, these people are just pathetic. All reasonable people can see he's innocent. Prosecution is a sham. Um, he was defending himself. Absolutely. Against these absolute disgraceful individuals. Had no business attacking him. God, these people, what is wrong with them? I am cheering them on. But the people are with Kyle. The people step forward. I remember the day after this happened, that morning, that John from Cranston sent me the link that there was already the GoFundMe account for Kyle. Kyle to get the proper legal team. So he is. And people are calling him a political prisoner. Who he, they were going to, this was a kill or be killed situation. Young kid like this. Kadosha. Kyle Rittenhouse. Boy, that judge, don't get brazen with me. Love it. If only we could have... More judges like this on the bench that will stick up for the rule of law. Folks, isn't it always, and at 1239, I'll just say it, it's refreshing to find people of courage. It's, it's refreshing to me to find people that actually stand up to this foolishness. And I'm not convinced that, you know, I certainly don't seem, it doesn't seem like Governor McKee is going to you know, stand up to a lot of the progressives. We know that Biden certainly is not going to. Now, I do want to play Governor, well, excuse me, Commerce Secretary Raimondo was in the news. I'm going to play some of that. But folks, I want to remind you to go see Michael at the CBD store, 1845 Post Road, Warwick. I know many times you'll hear someone say, stop in and get 10% off. And I always think, eh, that's pretty lame. All due respect, 10% off. So when I was talking to Michael at CBD store, 1845 Post Road, Warwick, he said, I'll tell you what, if someone comes in, why don't we say 10% off? I said, listen, let's make it 25% off. That moves people. 25% off, someone spends 100 bucks, boom. They get $25 off, they get it for 75 that will move people. Someone drops 50 bucks, it's 48 bucks, that, that's the savings, and that's what you get. Again, if you're listening right now at 1241 on this Wednesday, and maybe you're fighting stress or anxiety, or you have trouble sleeping, or you deal with different types of pain, stop it and see Michael. He has all different types of natural products. He has natural daily things you can take, hemp and CBD products, the CBD store. Truly incredible. Easy to get to right off of 95, 1845, Post Road and Warwick, right across from Airport Plaza. Again, if you want a great night's sleep, and I mean a great night's sleep, like coma-like, you want to try the Delta 8 gummies. And, folks, I also preach about this uh, great potion that you can use for your pets. We have an older pet. Young Rumsfeld is now 15 years old. And uh, Michael said, "Give put some of these droplets in his food or in his mouth. 
And folks, it helps his, his hind legs. Rum says, hey, my back is killing me from wagging my tail. Stop it and see him. The CBD store. Also, look for them on Facebook. CBD, CBD store Warwick. CBD store Warwick. 1845 Post Road, right off of 95. Pop in 25% off. Pop in and see him. Folks, the website that just continues to light up. And again, don't forget to Petro.com, which is brought to you by Tavolo, Wine Bar and Tuscan Grill, authentic, innovative Italian cuisine, big city food ambiance without the big city price tag. Stop it and see them. I was with a friend yesterday. I mentioned Tavolo. He said, we love the Smithfield location and they have great food and great wine. Stop it and see them. Providence, Atwell's Avenue, Federal Hill, where in the back, they have a nice outdoor patio I've eaten. Smithfield, right near Bryan, and then the Warwick location, airport, uh, right on Post Road across from the airport. T-A-V-O-L-O, and there's a link at the website, which is topetro.com. So, folks, I recognize, um, obviously, I'm very interested in this Kyle Rittenhouse trial. We're going to continue to uh, follow it. This, uh, I, I just believe that this he never should have been charged. I view this as a self-defense case. Um, I also see, um, we, we talked with Dan McGowan earlier. I I want people to recognize and know at 1243 on this Wednesday, I, I think there is a path for the right type of Republican to run for governor of Rhode Island and win. There is, it's a narrow path. It would take the right type of candidate, but I think it is actually, actually, uh, possible. Now, let's go to Commerce Secretary, former Governor Gina Raimondo on CNN. Can't name a single thing that President Biden is doing about the high price of gas and energy cost. She's on. She, this is friendly territory. Former Governor, now Secretary Raimondo on CNN. Not exactly in your purview, but you're the former governor of Rhode Island, so home heating prices certainly are. And you know, the Northeast, they're expecting very high prices this winter. Again, and what can be done? What power does the government have to step in and try to help? The, the answer to the question, I'm sorry about that, folks. Hold on. Here we go. Um, let me start that again. Here we go. Yeah. So, as yeah, you say, this is so. not in, in my area. I know that Secretary Granholm, uh, Secretary of Energy, is working this issue and monitoring it uh, constantly. And, again, as you say, this is in the private sector. But I will say we, we will take similar actions as necessary in terms of partnering with the private sector. At this point, um, we aren't you know, we are watching it on a daily basis. and we'll In other words, no answer. No answer at all. None, as a matter of fact. How about yesterday at the White House? Commerce Secretary, former Governor Raimondo, her favorite word, equity. Her and Dr. Scott, that's all they talk about, equity. Equity, equity. And what did equity mean for them? Equity for them meant that when you had a high outbreak of COVID in Central Falls, despite the fact they were 10 times higher than Jamestown, Jamestown had 50 cases of COVID. Central Falls had, you know, 105 cases. Um, 
Despite that, you treat them the same. And why would you do that, according to them? The word is equity. It makes no sense. It's not your imagination. It makes no sense. But that they love that. And I'm sure Governor Armando was waiting and couldn't believe she finally got to throw out that word at the White House, at the White House and the press, press room. Here we go. I will confess this is going to be a massive undertaking for the Department of Commerce, uh, but we're up for it. We've been planning for months and we're up for it. We plan to work in close collaboration with states, counties, cities, community-based organizations, and the private sector in partnership to develop grant programs which will ensure that we roll this out in an efficient manner. Uh, broadband is the gateway to economic opportunity, and so in order to open that gateway, we're putting equity at the center of everything we do. You know, they say that, but in reality, uh, this whole business, as I was saying, of equity, does anyone that's a teacher, I mean, it, it shouldn't make sense. You don't treat every student the same. I want to be very clear. Students should, have, should all be treated with the same opportunities, right? And that all those elements should be fair. But the idea that like equity trumps all, that's why you have the cabinet that you have where they don't pick people based on who's the, the best or most qualified in the Biden administration. And, and, and Raimondo is part of this crew. It's just all how it looks. You don't get the best person. You're constantly trying to say this is the first Native American that's going to be in this cabinet. This is going to be the first Asian person in this cabinet. This is going to be, we want to have the first transgender person there. It's just, it's all gender politics, right? Biden started that. When Biden, when during you know the campaign, when he said he was going to pick a woman to be his VP, he started with that. And then he said that in the spring of 2020. Then after the summer, of 2020 after George Floyd, he then felt an obligation to make it a woman of color. So again, was Kamala Harris the best person for the job? No. Was she the best prepared for the job? Was she someone with the best qualifications? Absolutely not. Why did they pick her? Because she was a woman of color and everything that had been going on. They, they live for that, right? This was, you know, Governor Amundo who loved Everything is anti-man. No one ever says that, but it's true. She would have Brett Smiley on stage. The only reason she, she loved him as chief of staff, because he was married and openly gay. I have no idea whether he's competent or incompetent, but that trumped all his accomplishments. She loved, you know, I'm on stage, I'm a woman. Dr. Scott is on stage with me. She's a woman of color. Let's bring up the education commissioner, who's a Latino, Latina woman. Let's bring up, you know, Margie O'Brien to feed the question. She's a woman for Capital TV. Let's bring up Governor Mundo. Let's bring up Janet Coit, who's another one. Should they love that? Women only. No men, man haters. We don't need the men. If we're going to have a man up here, he has to be gay like Smiley. That one's okay. So the, the gender... Sex preference trumps every, in their world, trumps all. That's the only thing that matters. You know where also they're so disingenuous is, um, you know, Biden, the first thing he did was cancel the pipeline. The first thing they, they do is they want to ban fracking. They're not for it. They don't even want the United States to be energy independent, which we, we were for the first time in 20 years. 
this is lunacy. And then they put up certain regulations. And then when things aren't going well, they blame the private sector. The best example is the lack of truck drivers on the West Coast. They need truck drivers. Everything that gets delivered, you need a truck driver. But what do the Biden people say? They have to be unions. Right? A lot of the <clears throat> a lot of the trucking companies say we'd like to hire temporary drivers. We'd like to hire non-union drivers. Nope. Gotta be a union driver. So when they say, well, we, that's the private sector, we have nothing to do with that, they're being very disingenuous because they set up the parameters of which the private sector can function. Folks, again, visit the website, petro.com exclusive stories and video brought to you by the Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. A great meal is waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. So we're going to continue to file, follow the uh, Kyle Rittenhouse um, trial. Uh, as you can tell, folks, I, I hope he is acquitted. I think he should be acquitted. Uh, no, I don't think he went there to murder anyone. They were going after him. Uh, they were attacking him. He had to use his weapon. Both occasions, he only shot once. And that's all it took. He wounded one person. He shot and killed two people with one, one shot. They were going for his gun. He shot someone. He then surrendered to the police. So he wasn't just spraying people. He didn't go and, you know, like a crazed gunman or anything like that. He was going along. And then when they were cornering him, he had to shoot and defend himself. He should be found not guilty. And, and if unless we have no, you know, it's always tough to predict a jury. And that's why unless you're in court. At 1251, I want to stress one of the reasons why I like when you can, it's very time consuming, but when you can attend a trial and get a sense of how the jury is reacting, I always find that's, you know, the best way to, if you can, and even then it can be difficult. But I think, you know, the jurors are not in a bubble. The jurors are watching the way the judge talk is talking to the prosecution. Prosecution, I think, can see this case slipping away. I think the larger piece here is these charges never should have been brought but these charges never should have been brought against Kyle Rittenhouse and folks I don't know about you but if they want to riot after this if they want to riot if he's found not guilty let them riot I mean I am just so tired. You know, the, the country is tired. In Minneapolis, on the ballot, do you want to defund the police? The people voted no. In Providence, they just had a class of 50 more police officers. Look at this headline. Consumer prices surged to a 30-year high. It's not your imagination. You go to the grocery store and things are more expensive. And what what is... um. Commerce Secretary Raimondo and the Biden administration, what they want to do is they always want to take credit if they feel the things are going well. But if there's a bump, and right now there are bumps, then they say, that's not us, that's the private sector. It's a bunch of, well, it is. It's, it's real nonsense is, is what it is. And, you know, for her to be on CNN and to be asked the question now, Commerce Secretary Raimondo, what is your plan to lower the price of gas or heating oil. And she doesn't have a clue. 
Um, let me just see this. Prospective Newport dispensary drops appeal after delaying RI cannabis law. All right, so I'm not sure about that. But I am telling you, um, Kyle Rittenhouse should be found not guilty. He's been a, that kid is very impressive on the stand. He's 18 years old. Uh, this is not easy to sit there, everything he's been through. But no, I think he should be found not guilty. That was self-defense. And the dirtbags that were trying to go after him, too bad. How about prosecutors recommend 51-month sentence for the Qan shaman? That guy's a clown. From January 6th. With the buffalo head and the painting of the face and everything, I don't, I don't care. Let him sit in jail. And folks, the local story that is uh, evolving is the story out of North Kingstown. And again, credit to Channel 12. Former Rhode Island students recall naked fat test in the 90s. Meet me in the closet in what that coach would say. I, I want to repeat what I've been saying. I've yet to hear a reasonable explanation, which I think, by the way, I think that coach should provide one. If he somehow has information that shows that the only way to really do the test is to, in fact, get them naked, then he needs to produce it. But what's starting to emerge is they used to prey on a lot of the freshmen and sophomore, 14, 15-year-olds at the school, and gave them the impression that the older kids were also getting the test. And then they, they find out, actually, they were not getting the test. They were not getting the test. It was really, it was the, you know, the freshman, sophomore that would find out. Now, there's something really wrong there. And I don't know. We'll see whether or not there's going to be charges. They're still hanging their hat. Uh, The coach and his one supporter, the only supporter that I've heard is uh, Pork Boy, is they try to say that it's not a crime. That, hey, this is just locker room behavior and uh, it's no big deal and you got to get naked and, you know, we're all just jocks and coaches and athletes in the in the locker room and people are stripping down to go in the shower. It's no big deal. This is different than that. This is different. This is meet me in the closet and you can strip down. And then why wasn't he if this was such an important test? Why were then seniors like excluded from it? Why could kids say Nah, I'm all set. I don't need to know my body fat coach. Uh, No, I don't want to do the naked test in the closet. That coach needs to, I believe, he needs to produce. Where did he get this from? Show us documents. Show us. You must have read it somewhere. If this was going on in the 90s, this is even, you know, the Internet. This isn't like I pulled it off the Internet. The Internet was brand new. So, where did you read this? You must have a copy of it somewhere. Someone wrote, you were mimicking the test from that. He needs to produce it. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Senadale Revival. Stop it and see Shane and Company, Comfort Food and Cocktails, 2025 Smith Street in North Providence. It's Senadale Revival. Delicious food, great drinks, plenty of free, safe parking right around there. I love Senadale Revival, 2025 Smith Street, North Providence. And again, winner of several Rhode Island Monthly Awards. Now, right now, it's 1257. And next hour, we're going to continue to follow some of the highlights. Kyle Rittenhouse on the stand. I believe he should be found not guilty. I think also, you know, people are pushing back against this false narrative. You know, this situation at Providence College, as soon as I saw it, 
I thought, how do you know who wrote that? You know, every time we're hearing about a lot of these things, not all of them, not, not all of them, but this whole narrative of white supremacists and right wing and, you know, right wing to me, um, that is code for Republican. If someone says it was probably a right wing crowd, I, that's like someone might as well say, I think it was white Trump Republicans is right wing. That's, that's my understanding when someone uses that terminology. I haven't heard someone refer to people of color as right wing. I haven't heard someone refer to people who are Asian as right wing or what, what have you, Pakistani or Korean, whatever. When someone says right wing leaning, that to me, it sounds like they mean white Republican, right? Right wing, the right wing of the party. So, um, so that, you know, that blew up. But as I said, and yesterday that I could have predicted that it was back in September, there was a neighborhood in Georgia, neighborhood in Georgia where the, the, the people were getting these terrible letters and they were, you know, they were saying in the media, these white supremacists are sending letters all around this neighborhood. And then they caught the person sending the letters. It was a person of color that lived in the neighborhood. She was sending it to her neighbors. Another hoax, another fraud. So, but I, I also want to point out before the news is, I, I really blame Providence College because they've been setting up this attitude of, uh, they, they inflame people and make people think that there are these white supremacy either on the campus or around the campus. All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to break for the one o'clock news. Next hour is radio only. Power hours next. After the one o'clock news, it's the John DePietro Show. Stay tuned.